So when you get into the question of how much protein does a woman need on a daily basis, um, it's not a really simple answer because there's kind of more complexity to, well, a few things. One is going to be what your age is, if you're pregnant. Um, I think there's also a lot more nuance even around like cycles, which I'm not as well educated in, so I won't, I won't go into that, but specifically around age and around um, pregnancy um, and also physical activity um, and kind of what your goals in life are. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. Here we are post-Thanksgiving, and there are about three and a half weeks until the new year. During this time, I really like to sit and think about what I've accomplished in the past year and what I feel good about, and I start to think about my goals for the new year. And as I kick off 2023, for me, I know health is on the forefront of my mind, longevity, feeling strong, feeling good in my own skin. And I really find January to be a great month to reset after the holidays and I am so excited to tell you about our 14-day functional medicine liver detox that's kicking off on January 8th because we want everyone to feel amazing and have high energy and feel good about themselves as they go into the year. And I know a lot of people love having community and accountability and people to talk to and we have created this program to be all of that and more. And one of our past detox alum, Kay, I want to tell you what she had to say about the program last year. After completing the 14-day detox, I feel amazing. I have more energy and I'm in a great mood. Overall, I just feel so wonderful. I love the daily emails, videos, recipes, and eating ideas. I've done the seven-day detox several times, but I really enjoyed the 14-day program because it helped me make my habits more sustainable. Thank you, Kay, for that wonderful review of the program. We've coached so many people through this detox, and we've had amazing results and feedback from all of our past alum. Many of them come back every quarter or a couple times a year to do our detox. And we have an exciting addition this January where we're including an energy clearing session with the amazing Lizzie Cutler. She was a previous guest on our podcast. That's episode 104 if you're interested in listening. And anyway, we would love to have you join us. Um, we have a great community. So give yourself and your family or your family or your friends the gift of health in 2023. Um, I, we know it's a time of year where we're buy you're buying lots of gifts and it may be hard to justify spending money on yourself, but that gift of health is really the best present you can give to yourself or your loved ones this season, and we hope that you join us. Um, the link is in our show notes to sign up or on our website, or you can find it on our social media profiles. And we can't wait to do the 14-day liver detox with you. And now we are so excited to share today's guest. Welcome, Angelo Keeley, co-founder and CEO of Kion, an active lifestyle supplement and functional food company. Our conversation with Angelo was so fascinating, and we both really learned so much, and I loved hearing about his background story and how he ended up where he is today. 
And the episode really focuses on why amino acids and protein are so important for women in supporting lean muscle, fitness, and healthy aging. And he explains how to get the right amount of essential amino acids in your daily diet, what amino acids are, how they relate to protein. And we just learned so much and we're very excited to bring you this information. Angelo is dedicated to helping people fully experience a fun and active life, and his company provides pure energy-enhancing solutions, and we're really excited to share that with you today. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Shield Your Body. Shield Your Body is a company that makes products to shield your body against electromagnetic frequency, or EMF radiation, from modern technology. Did you know that all modern technology is a source of EMF radiation? Cell phones, laptops, Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator is a source of EMF radiation. And each year, we are exposed to more and more EMFs. There are literally thousands of high-quality, peer-reviewed scientific studies demonstrating clear links between exposure to EMF radiation and a wide range of negative health effects, from anxiety and infertility to sleep disruption and cancer. Fortunately, there are easy ways that you can reduce your EMF exposure right now that cost you absolutely nothing. After reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I stopped using my AirPods, something I used daily for hours sometimes, and have switched back to the old school wired headphones. And for me, after reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I really put my foot down and insisted that my kids keep their cell phones and their laptops out of their bedrooms at night while they were sleeping. And I've been working on Jordan as well. And I think after reading the guide and listening to our podcast, he has finally agreed to do that. So download your copy of a free guide at shieldyourbody.com to start improving your health right now. And be sure to check out our episode number 123 with our blank CEO of Shield Your Body. Hi, Angelo. We are so excited to have you on the show today. We originally heard you on Wellness Mama, and we just knew that we had to have you on our show to discuss and learn more about essential amino acids and why they are so important for women. So we just want to dive right in. Awesome. Um, Well, thank you, Marnie. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm honored to be here. And we're honored to have you. Everyone has a story, and we would love to hear your journey of how you became interested in amino acids and eventually became the founder of Keon, an active lifestyle supplement and functional food company dedicated to helping people fully experience a fun and active life by providing pure energy-enhancing solutions. Well, I think this is a sweet story, actually, since your uh, podcast is, I think, really dedicated towards women's health. Is I think it really started with my mom. Uh, I was raised in a family that was in the natural health and natural food business. My dad was in the supplement business in the 70s, and then my parents had a natural health food store, a natural health food restaurant in the 80s. And um, so I was just born in a family where, like, that's what we did. I didn't go actually to like a normal medical doctor. I didn't have a birth certificate until I was like seven. Um, so I was raised by like pretty crunchy health nut parents, and my mom was also a master swimmer. They were very into fitness. And I can remember her giving me amino acids. That's like some of my earliest memories is uh, taking them at like three years old, four years old. So I've been pretty interested for a long time, I guess you could say. And really from there, you know, as I grew up, growing up in a family where that was what was important was health and nutrition and especially, um, I would say more proactive and preventative health and, and natural health. Uh, it was just kind of part of who I was. But then when I got older, um, I started to get into more trouble. Um, and I actually, I had like a, pr- I had a pretty traumatic experience when I was 16. Um, and th- this is a message, I think, for any mom too, who's like worried about their kids. Will they be okay? Like I turned out okay. So before I tell you the story, like everything's going to be okay. Um, I took too much of a psychedelic drug and I got kind of freaked out and lost my mind and um, provoked a fight. I've never provoked a fight in my life. And these guys were much tougher than me, stabbed me, and they beat me nearly to death. And I woke up days later in the hospital, and that really kicked off 
my health journey. So not like my parents' health journey for me, but like my experience of trying to put my mind back together, put my physical body back together, take care of myself, recover physically from severe wounds. <laughs> I had to have full abdominal surgery. My, my patella tendon was severed. So I had pretty significant um, real physical and mental and emotional recovery I had to go through. And that's when I started, again, it wasn't like my parents telling me about nutrition. It was like me studying nutrition, me studying what's going to help me, me taking uh, up the practices of exercise, not just for like for sports, but to really to take care of myself and start experimenting with things like um, acupuncture and going to a chiropractor and cold therapy and fasting and just meditation, like anything <laughs> to kind of put myself together. And, um, and it worked. I, um, you know, I really did I figured out how to heal and I figured out how to take care of myself and I built practices that, you know, led me through being successful in college. I ended up graduating valedictorian in my college. So went from pretty like pretty bad high school to pretty positive college um, to then getting to have a really cool career. I went overseas for a few years. I lived in France and India. Um, I met a wonderful woman moved back to Boulder. I actually met her in, in, uh, in the States, but moved, moved to Colorado, to Boulder, Colorado. I was originally from Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, started a family. So I have, I have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old now and very happily married. And we actually just celebrated 10 years last weekend, married. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you. And, um, and in that process, my career took me through doing some more behavioral healthcare stuff, because uh, that was a passion of mine, naturally helping people who are struggling with emotional things. And then in 2017, I just kind of, it seems, uh, I don't know if it's synchronicity or what, but I swung back to like, I, I joke, if I made a company that would make my mom proud of me when I was like three years old, it would be amino acids. And um, yeah, I think there was just unique opportunity um, in the market really to, to really build a, a brand and a company that was premium in this space. And it's something I've been cared about my whole life. I've thought about protein and amino acid nutrition and how important it is. And everything just kind of came together. So that's, uh, it's a little different than maybe the traditional, like I got a PhD in amino acid nutrition. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's my personal story of why, you know, why I care so much about this and, and how I've gotten here. We love these personal stories, Angelo. They're like my favorite. It's like one of my favorite questions to ask. And I just, you know, you took this like tragic accident that you had. I can't even believe it. And like your poor parents at the time, I'm sure. Um, and turned it into your own story and your own journey and sharing this. You know, now you have a company and brand and we'll get it all into that later um, with everyone. But just that you were like became intrinsically motivated. It wasn't just your parents, you know, talking about amino acids. It's like all of a sudden you had that aha moment and you pivoted. And I just think it's such a great story. And it's great. It is a great story for all parents out there, you know, whose kids maybe we think are not on the path that we think that they should be on. It's their own journey. And we'll all find the right, the right way um, to where we're supposed to end up. So thank you for sharing that. You know, I've heard bits and pieces of it on other podcasts, but when you hear it firsthand, it's pretty moving. Thanks. Yeah. I will admit, I pray that my children will learn from my lessons, and yeah. not, <laughs> not, right. not learn yeah. their own lessons, you know, I, but, know. You know I, think, I think with raising kids, you have to, uh, you know, be a guide and a facilitator and a support and hopefully they'll figure it out. And I hope they make the right choices, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, we've been wanting to have someone on to talk about protein and amino acids for a while, and we're super excited, but we know that our listeners are, you know, potentially at different ends of their journey and the spectrum with respect to their knowledge on protein. So can we, you just kind of back up a bit for a minute and talk a little bit about what protein is, why it's so important and why it's considered the building block of life. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's, there's kind of two ways of thinking about protein. One is protein as it exists in nature, in our bodies, how it makes up our bodies. And then there's like protein that we eat and they're actually the same thing. But uh, I'll start with, you know, what proteins are just in in nature. So proteins um, basically contain nitrogen, and it's the key source of nitrogen in our in our bodies. And the reason why we call it the building blocks of life is because it is this core element that's at, at the heart of all life. It's at the heart of DNA. Um, those are basically protein molecules. So um, 
in our own body and in our own experience of what protein means, uh, basically you've, you've clearly heard, or not clearly, but many people have heard that over half of our body is water. It's about 55 to 60%, depending on your gender, age, et cetera. Of the remaining part of your body that is solid mass, over 50% is made up of proteins. And those proteins include your muscles, which many people think of, but also, you know, organs, you think about even like your skin, all these different tissues that make up your body, um, collagen, um, most of the tissues in your body, but it's also enzymes in your body are proteins. It's also uh, your neurotransmitters, many of your neurotransmitters, the precursors of those neurotransmitters are proteins or amino acids. Um, so protein is pretty key to just animating us as living creatures. And in terms of how that bridges into protein that we eat, What's very interesting about protein is that when you think about fueling your body or consuming, you know, food, water, et cetera, there are three major macronutrients, four if you count alcohol. Um, but <laughs> uh, outside of alcohol, there's carbohydrates, there's fat, and there's proteins. You know, the, the primary source of carbohydrate, the primary purpose of carbohydrates and fat when you consume them is to fuel your body, is to give your body energy, it's to convert them into ATP, which is the core energy, energy currency of your body. That's not protein's primary role. It, it can be converted into glucose and be used as an energy source. But really, the primary purpose for protein is to provide your body with new proteins. It's to support the actual creation and maintenance of your organs, of your muscles, of these enzymes. So uh, proteins are built up of amino acids. If you were to chop up a protein into little pieces, it's made up of a string of amino acids. And there are about 20 of them that end up actually forming like muscle protein in your body. There are many more amino acids, but there's 20 that actually form like the proteins in your body in most cases. And of those, nine are essential and 11 are non-essential. And the basic definition of essential is you have to eat them. <laughs> you have to take them and your body cannot synthesize them. But if you take those nine essential amino acids, your body can synthesize the other 11. Your liver will synthesize the other 11 out of those nine. If you uh, don't consume those though, fundamentally your body will start to waste away, not because you don't have, um, you know, calories, but because you're not replenishing the amino acids and the proteins in your body. And the question may be like, what do you mean replenish? Like, I feel like once I have the muscle, it should be there. And if I keep exercising or like I have a heart, it's already there. Like I don't have to rebuild it. Well, one of the key interesting aspects of proteins is that they're constantly in a state of breaking down and resynthesizing. And if you don't consume enough protein or amino acids to be in a net positive position with muscle protein synthesis, you will be in net muscle protein loss. And as you do that, then you naturally lose the function and the ability of those proteins to work in the body. So regardless if you're eating carbs or fat, like you could, you could be eating all the carbs you need or all the fat you need to just fuel yourself with energy, but all of the proteins in your body will start to waste away because they have to be, you have to consume new proteins which then get broken down to amino acids that then help then help resynthesize the proteins in your body. So wow. that, yeah, that was a good, that was a great yeah. explanation. I, I do remember learning this like in science class, but like it's been a while. Um, so I think you explained that really well. And you know, then it makes me wonder. Well, so clearly we need protein, right? Mm -hmm. How much protein does a woman need? That's a great question. So, you know, one more, th one more thing I'd say before I get into answering that is just to explain the relationship of muscle in your body relative to the other proteins in your body. So the primary role of muscle, as you can tell, like muscle obviously helps you move things. Like if you have more muscle, you can walk longer or run longer. If you have more muscle, you can lift heavier things, et cetera. Besides the fact that if you have muscle, obviously it creates superficial benefits of like you can see your look tone, et cetera. But the key role of the muscle for the rest of your body and other proteins in your body is to be the reservoir of amino acids. So if you fast and you, you fast and stop the input of 
any macronutrients, but but especially let's say you stop consuming protein, you go into net protein, net muscle protein loss. What happens then is your muscles start to break down to create enough amino acids in the blood because your blood wants to maintain a, a general level of all the amino acids to then help support all the other protein functions in your body. So if you don't consume protein, you're going to start breaking down muscle to make sure that all the other organs and other tissues in your body have enough of the amino acids that they need. So when you get into the question of how much protein does a woman need on a daily basis, um, it's not a really simple answer because there's kind of more complexity to, well, a few things. One is going to be what your age is, if you're pregnant. Um, I think there's also a lot more nuance even around like cycles, which I'm not as well educated in, so I won't, I won't go into that, but specifically around age and around um, pregnancy um, and also physical activity um, and kind of what your goals in life are. One place to start, though, is just to name that the RDA and its recommendations are the bare minimum to just maintain, to, to, to like, to not uh, get sick or to die, Right? Like it's the bare minimum to maintain what you need. Um, ideally, I think a general goal that I, that I tell people, and I say this because I think it fits most people. And most people I'd say are probably listening to a podcast like this. They likely probably want to be healthier. They want to be more active right. and or they want to try to live longer and they want to have a better health span when they're older. Overall, I would recommend one gram of protein or the equivalent amount of essential amino acids that, that are equal to what one gram of protein creates. We can get into that in a second. One gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So if you um, want to weigh 120 pounds, and you could weigh 120 pounds, or you could weigh 130 pounds, be like, ah, I feel like I should lose 10 pounds of fat, um, then you ideally would eat 120 grams of protein per day which is quite a bit more than what the RDA recommends. And there is old literature out there. And if you talk to, I think, less current doctors and people that don't read current research on this, and when I say current, I mean like the last 20 years. Uh, so it's not like this new, this new idea that I came up with, but it's like the last 20, 30 years of research um, shows that you actually need much more protein than what is the, the, the RDA. So um, yeah, about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. And then the only additional thing I'd add to that is ideally, but this is not the most important thing, because the way that protein and amino acid consumption works is that when you eat it, that it stimulates this process of muscle protein synthesis. You start synthesizing new proteins and that process lasts for about three hours. Ideally, you would try to have as many of those muscle protein synthesis spikes in a day that you could have. And so to do that, you would divide whatever that daily intake is, the 120 grams, you would divide that by however many times you feel like you can eat in a day. You're going to, you know, if you're going to have three meals and two snacks, you would divide that by five. Right. And, and, and so you'd end up with 24 grams of protein five times a day. Or, but then maybe that's hard. Maybe it's like, ah, I'm going to do 30 grams of protein three times and then the last... Uh, 30 grams, I'm going to break up into two 15 gram, you know, snacks, right? Which is kind of probably more like snack size. If you're trying to condense all of your eating into a smaller window, like you like to practice intermittent fasting, what I would say in that case is that you should be aware that when you practice intermittent fasting, that you are entering into net protein, net muscle protein loss. You're, you're, mm -hmm. You are, you're going to start eat, you're eating away at your muscles every single time that you go for a longer period without consuming amino acids. So great solution to that. If you, just, if you like the experience of fasting, if you're trying to get other benefits of it, you could consume something like an essential amino acid supplement during that period instead of protein. And those essential amino acid supplements are actually much more effective than protein. If they're formulated correctly, they're three times as effective as protein per gram. So instead of having 15 grams of protein, you could have five grams of essential amino acids during a period when you're fasting. 
We want to dive into that in a minute, but Uh let me just ask you one more question about just protein. You know, there are people that are plant-based. There are people that are, are not Uh plant-based. Would you say that eating lentils would provide the same benefit as eating a chicken breast or like, you know, what, what do you think? Is there a difference between the two? A great question. Yes, there is a difference between the two. And I think the first answer, the first thing I'd start with is you can be committed to a plant-based diet and you can get enough protein in your diet that is high enough quality protein. What I would say though, is that to get it from plants is harder. And now I'll explain why that is. So in any protein source, there are a couple key components of it. Number one is how digestible is the protein? Meaning when I eat the protein, how easy is it for my body to break apart the protein into the component amino acids? And some things are easier to digest than others. And there's a whole ranking score of this. If you want to, you can Google like, you know, protein digestibility composite. I can't remember the exact acronym, but it's like protein digestibility score and you can see them ranked. Um, and there are some things that, uh, basically animal proteins are just, they're, they're superior in that way. Um, again, it doesn't mean you have to, but like egg is, is like at the very top, uh, chicken breast is very, very high, etc. Um, and lentils are not as high for that. The second component that you have to look at is how, um, what is the actual essential, what is the amino acid profile of those proteins. So one is like, how well can I actually break down the proteins into the amino acids? Then what are the amino acids that are left once I've broken down the lentils and once I've broken down the chicken breast? And the amino acid profile that is in a, that is an animal protein is a complete protein. And the reason why you call it a complete protein is because it has a profile of those nine essential amino acids, the ones your body can't make, that the lentils does not. The lentils may have trace amounts of all of the essential amino acids, but it doesn't have enough of them to actually stimulate muscle protein synthesis in a way that the chicken breast can. So what you need to do is you need to combine different types of plant proteins. That's why people tend to eat lentils and rice or beans and rice, et cetera, because you get certain plant proteins are higher in one amino acid profile and another plant protein is higher in another amino acid profile. So you do need to combine them in order to get something that is equal from an amino acid profile to what a chicken breast is. Then there's a third component, which I think is very much more about um, other types of personal preference, and that is calories. When you consume, um, when you consume plants, and I'm talking like grains and beans, which are typically tend to be the best source of protein, they have a lot of other things in them, carbohydrates. They have a lot of other calories from carbohydrates. And because the protein is harder to digest and there's not as much amino acid profile, as good amino acid profile in it, you have to eat more of it. So for the same amount of, if I'm just trying to get, like I'm trying to support the, the proteins in my body being resynthesized, I have to eat a lot more lentils and rice than I do of chicken breast calorically to get the same amount of muscle protein synthesis. And thus I have to consume a lot more calories uh, if I want to get them out of, like if I want to get 120 grams of protein because the lentils and rice has a bunch of carbohydrates all wrapped around it and mixed in with it, I'm going to eat a lot more calories to get that 120 grams of protein than if I just got the 120 grams of protein from chicken. If you're like an endurance athlete, it's not really that big of a deal. Because maybe you need to eat 4,000 calories a day. Um, And so, like, you actually need all those carbohydrates because you're burning so many calories running, you know, 10 miles a day. But if you're more sedentary, you're just getting, I don't know, 10,000 steps in or less per day. You've got a a day job. You're doing other things. It's going to be hard to get in the amount of protein that you really want and not gain weight because you're going to be eating so many additional calories from the carbohydrates. You can strategically do it. I mean, there, it is possible. I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's like you have to be pretty, very thoughtful. Well, it just sounds, it sounds more complicated. It sounds more thoughtful. You certainly have to be planning. And I know for a lot of our listeners out there who are, you know, maybe in the 30 to 60 range, age range, and some of them are going through menopause or premenopause. A lot of them have kids. Like, 
complicating their lives is not what we're trying to do here. You know, we wanted to keep it simple for them. So um, it's nice to know that you have that option, but that maybe, you know, maybe supplementing and we'll get, we'll get to that um, or just being mindful of the carbs and the calories. Cause I know a lot of our, you know, our clients, one-on-one clients, like they're trying to lose a little bit of weight. Right. Mm -hmm. And protein is a topic that keeps coming up over and over again. And I talk to so many women that are like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like now eating beef sticks. Like I'm trying to find good sources of protein. And it's like, I don't feel like I should be eating, you know, deli turkey and beef sticks all day either. So it's like really that balance of how do you still eat predominantly plant-based, but still eating some animal protein. Um, so this is just super helpful for women. And I like that you gave us that guideline of like one, cause I've been hearing that more like one gram of protein for pound of ideal body weight. Um, because the numbers, like the old guidance out there is really too low. And especially a lot of our listeners are doing muscle strength training. You know, it may not be, there may not be like endurance triathletes, but they're still, they're keeping uh-huh. in shape and they're focused on their muscle health and bone health as they, as we age. So that was great. A great overview of everything. Can we so, dive into amino yeah. acids now? Yeah. And can it. you tell us, you know, let's start with the basics, just kind of like how we did with protein, what are amino acids and maybe also, you know, why are they so important for women? I know you talked about it a little bit with the protein, but in terms of, you know, supporting lean muscle, fitness, and also healthy aging. Absolutely. So as I said earlier, amino acids are the component parts of protein. It's what proteins are built of. And just a quick refresher from what I said, there's nine essential amino acids and 11 non-essential amino acids. Uh, that go into your your muscle protein. The nine not only are essential because your body can't synthesize them, like you must eat them, but also those nine are the, what I would call the, quote, active component of protein. Meaning that those nine are the ones that actually stimulate the muscle protein synthesis and continue out the process. So it's an, it's you know there's a chemical process going on in your body that's like starts saying all right let's start building new proteins right. So some proteins are breaking down. When the proteins are broken down, amino acids go into an amino acid pool in your body. Some of them can be reused, and some of them get excreted through urine as urea. Um, and of the ones that can get reused, some of those could be essential, some of those could be non-essential. But when you actually eat protein or you take an amino acid supplement, it's the essential amino acids that are saying, hey, let's build new proteins and we'll take care of the whole process of building them. Then they may use some of the materials of the non-essential amino acids, but it's actually those essential amino acids that are, that are, that are, that are leading the entire process and, and they, they are the muscle protein synthesis. So, you know, why is this important, et cetera? I mean, as I shared earlier, right? Like if, if muscle is the, if all of these functions in the body, your heart working, your kidneys working, your liver working, your skin existing on your body and being healthy, right? Um, your, the collagen in your joints, your hair, you know, um, your nails, all these different parts of your body are all fundamentally built up of amino acids. If you don't consume enough of them in proper amounts, all of those things will potentially suffer. And I think, so that's kind of, you know, obvious. I think some of the things that are not as obvious are that if you do have any type of weight management goal, and some people don't, some people are just living and they're fine to eat whatever they want to eat. And other people are like, ah, I'm trying to be more careful. I want to like maintain a certain type of figure, or I want to, as I age, I want to make sure I'm, I can remain active. I would say lean muscle is the most important asset that you can that you can possibly invest in. And that's because our body at rest burns a certain amount of calories. That's our basal metabolic rate. The more muscle you have, the higher your basal metabolic rate. And that doesn't mean like encouraging women to get all bulky and huge and strong, yeah. but just like if if the, if you just took what your current body looks like in your figure and you replaced some of the fat with muscle instead, but you didn't get any bigger, your metabolic rate will increase. Not doing anything else, not exercising, not doing anything else, simply because all of that muscle 
just as we we're describing earlier, gets broken down, has to be resynthesized, and that requires and takes energy. So it actually improves your overall resting metabolic rate. Also, anytime that you consume protein, you it's, there's what's called diet-induced thermogenesis. You also increase your metabolic rate simply by consuming the protein because it takes energy not just to convert like carbs and fat into ATP, but it takes energy to build this new muscle, to build this new protein. And if you have, again, if you have the exact same figure you have right now, but you replace some of the fat with muscle, when you go to exercise, it also, your body has increased demand for more energy because the muscle requires more energy than the fat does just to maintain itself. And thus you also increase your metabolic rate. So it just overall makes your life easier from like a weight management perspective, because you're increasing your metabolic rate through the consumption of the amino acids and protein themselves through the, the muscle just being there overall and anytime you're moving and you're being active. Then as you age, once you hit the age 40, but it really kicks off after the age 50, it becomes much harder for your body to break down protein into the amino acids and your body is less sensitive to the amino acids to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. And that's why as you get older, it becomes harder to not only build, but it becomes harder just to maintain the muscle that you went into your 40s and 50s with. And thus, investing in um, muscle in your 30s and your 40s and also in your 50s, because it only gets harder and harder in your 60s and your 70s, it'll be, you'll have that much more muscle going into those later stages of life uh, to, to be happy and, and to live well. Hey guys, Stephanie and I are loving this new product from Keon that we have been trying probably for like the last, I don't know, four to six weeks now. It's Keon Pure Plant-Based Amino Acids. It's a premium blend of essential amino acids in a convenient, delicious drink mix. I really like the cool lime and the mixed berry. Um, and these are fantastic for before a workout, after a workout. You feel energized, it boosts athletic recovery, it supports really lean muscle mass. Um, there's all nine essential amino acids and there's no artificial ingredients, which we both love. When I was traveling, I didn't bring them with me and I definitely noticed a difference. So I highly recommend trying. It's, it, like I said, it's great before and after your workout. Keon also has some other products, a couple we want to mention. They have mold-free coffee, which is fantastic for people that drink coffee. And they also have a great whey protein powder. My daughter has been using it in her smoothies on a daily basis. So we have a code. It's Art of Living. And you can get 10% off single products or 15% off bundles or 20% off a subscription, which is what I'm doing now because I'm using my amino acids pretty much every day. So go check out www.getkion.com and use the code ARTOFLIVING. Um, and as you can imagine, like since muscle is the reservoir of these amino acids for all these other functions in your body, if you're uh, 70 years old and you have some kind of injury um, or you have some kind of illness or sickness and you're not able to be as active or there's some kind of stress response in your body, it becomes that much harder to maintain the muscle. Suddenly your, 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 uh, your muscle starts wasting away and your body has these needs for these amino acids. So it's really like, it's like a, it's like a savings account of amino acids for your body at later stages of life as you necessarily will have a harder time to, um, to maintain the health that was more easy to maintain in your youth. And that goes for cardiovascular health, metabolic health, uh, you know, basically counteracting anabolic resistance, meaning the, the difficulty in building muscle if you get injured or you have some kind of illness when you're older. It's really like just this asset that you enter into your older age with. I mean, if, if listeners out there weren't focused on protein, before listening to this, they are going to be like prioritizing protein at every meal um, because it's not just building the muscle. I mean, you just listed all these other functions of the body where it's critical, you know, and if you don't, like you said, if you don't have these essential amino acids, 
your overall health and longevity, right, are, are, yeah. are going to dec decline ultimately once these reservoirs are depleted. And it's funny because I like literally every time my kids come down for breakfast, and I've been saying this for years, and I don't even know if I knew why, but I'm like, what's your protein today? What's your protein? Like at every meal, we talk about protein and they don't know necessarily why. And I don't even know that I knew why, you know, up until <laughs> the last six or 12 months, I'm learning more. But um, now it's very apparent. <laughs> well, and you explained it so well. And oh, I'm well. just, I'm wondering, so in your mind, knowing what you have just explained and, you know, about your business and your products and all that. Is the goal to be as muscular as you can be, not beefy, but like basically to, to strength train and build muscle in your body to the point where you don't have a lot of visceral fat or you don't like what, what would the ideal situation look like? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, I, I think I don't. I'm not, I, I'm not a, I'm not a perfectionist in that way. And uh -huh. I don't, I probably don't seek the ideal. So it's a little hard for me to, to answer. I think what I try to do is to absorb information about life and live the best life that I can live today. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's a lot of different things that, that create value in my life. One big thing is being able to be active today. Like I want to be able to like feel good in my body today and feel strong, but I don't mean like lift really heavy things, but like jump on the trampoline with my kids and like not get really tired or fatigued or something or go on, I go on backpacking trips with my wife. And it's like, it's just an awesome time for us to get away and, and, and enjoy each other. And if I was less healthy, if I had less strength, if I had more fat, it might make all those things kind of harder. At the same time, I also like going last night, um, we, we try to like eat at home on, on, on weeknights, but last night my son got out of basketball late. It was kind of a struggle and it's like, all right, well, let's go to like the local Mexican restaurant. We went there and like, I, I had a tequila drink <laughs> right? and I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain that the tequila drink is not it's not great for my brain, ultimately long-term. It's not really great for my metabolic health, but it was like, it was a nice enjoying thing, enjoyment to have that night with my family at dinner. And, um, and it's not something I do like all the time, but it was, it was a nice thing to do. And so, yeah, I think rather than like worshiping, like I'm going to try to build as much muscle as I can and reduce all the fat and do all those things. It's like, Hey, clearly I know now muscle is good for me. Long-term you look at these long-term studies and the people that have more muscle entering older age are less likely to fall, less likely to get hurt, more uh, likely to overcome chronic illness, have better cardiovascular health, metabolic health. Like, well, I don't, I don't want to go into that age, like not having muscle, but I'm not worshiping trying to, you know, perfect myself right now. So I think it's, it's a blend, you know, and, um, yeah, did I answer the question? I, you answered it beautifully. And I think Stephanie and I are very much in line with the way you answered that. And yeah. um, I'm happy that you said that and that our listeners can hear that like protein is important and muscle is important, but it's about how you feel and how you want to age gracefully and be and able to do the things you want to do. Yeah. And it's about longevity and your quality of life ultimately. Like, uh -huh. what do you want to be doing in 10, 20 years? And just taking small steps each day while still yeah. enjoying your tequila on a, you know, on a Tuesday night with your family at the local Mexican restaurant, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit then about your amino acid project products. And Marnie and I have both been taking them for over a month now. Like, what does that do? And you kind of insinuated, you know, if you're fasting, does that technically break a fast, but it's at a very small level and still giving yourself the protein that you need so you're not in the, in the deficit? Um, and, and what's the benefit of taking a supplement? You know, aside from just like we talked about, it's hard to get in all the protein <laughs> through food yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so I think always when it, go, when it comes down to like supplements, my general thought is uh, supplements are a way to supplement your life. 
right? They're a way to potentially make your diet and your life better. I don't think that they're like absolutely necessary if you make other types of food choices. That said, it's hard to make all the perfect food choices all the time when you're like a normal person living, you know, mm-hmm. alive and just trying to be healthy and have kids, et cetera. So, um, so I'll put it in that context. So essential amino acids are essential. So you either like, you know, you need to eat all that protein, um, or you need to find another way to get them. Another part of this conversation though, is that some people, uh, what most people, as they age, protein is less effective, as I said earlier. And thus, at that point, it becomes that much harder to get the amino acids that you need because your body is not as, doesn't break them down as well and it's not as responsive to them. Um, and also, there can be other dietary reasons why, for example, you, you like and want to fast. Well, you, it's hard to eat food if you're fasting, right? (laughs) Um, And so that could be another reason why they fit in. But the basic uh, science behind essential amino acids is if you, if you take an essential amino acid supplement like Keon aminos, and they're not all like this, you need all nine essential amino acids and you need to be formulated in a way that the base formula is basically the nine essential amino acids as they exist proportionally in your um, human muscular tissue. And then you increase the amount of leucine to about 40% and increase the other two branched amino acids, isoleucine and valine, to be proportionally equal to what they were the leucine before. And you increase the lysine because it's slower to get into the muscle tissue. That is the optimized uh, amino acid formula that you would take to stimulate muscle protein synthesis as they've observed in many, many studies over the last 20, 30 years. So if you take that, it stimulates muscle protein synthesis at three times the rate as the most high quality whole food protein. And they've done these studies versus whey, whey protein because whey protein in terms of, while some people, if you do whey protein versus whey protein isolate may have some type of allergy to it. In terms of muscle protein synthesis, it's like the gold standard, it and eggs basically. Um, So, one gram of whey protein versus one gram of an essential amino acid complex like ours, the essential amino acid will co- complex will stimulate three times the amount of the muscle protein synthesis. So you can take one third the amount that you would wow. of, of the protein. So if you're trying to reduce the amount of total intake of, subs, of, of, of food, of supplements, et cetera, it's much more efficient in that way. Um, and that is in a healthy young adult. As you age and your body has a harder time breaking down the proteins and has a harder and is not as sensitive to the essential amino acids that are in the proteins, it can get up to like five, six times as effective as a whole food protein. So if you are trying to um, consume less calories or less food, if you like to fast, if you are a more um, like very active person, unless you have way higher needs for essential amino acids in your diet. If you're an aging adult who's, who has a harder time breaking down the protein and is less receptive to it, all of those are great cases for taking an essential amino acid supplement. And so what would the appropriate dose be? And, you know, is there a way to use them based on when you're working out or what you're eating and can you kind of go through that a little bit? Yeah. So first thing I'd say is like, there's, there's really no daily upper limit established. What I would say again is that you should eat whole food and you should think about supplements as a supplement to, to the rest of your diet. You know, if you're in some kind of clinical setting where like you can't eat whole food and they actually you know, they've done stu- they did a study, for example, for NASA where people were at bed rest for 28 days because they were trying to see what would happen if there was no resistance exercise at all. Like, are there ways they could modify their nutrition? They gave them very high doses of essential amino acids. So basically three servings, 15 grams, six times a day. But after 28 days, there was no net muscle loss. There was actually a slight muscle gain from people being at bed rest for 28 days. Um, So that just gives you an example of they've done longer term studies with very high intake of, of, a supplement of this, of this sort. And it's, there's really no daily upper limit. So then the question is, well, like what's enough, you know, or like, how do I get enough of it? What I would say is whatever's going to help you 
hit your daily protein and essential and thus your essential amino acid needs, like that's enough. Like if, for example, you like to fast and first thing in the morning, you take five grams, take one scoop of Keon aminos and you shake it in a bottle and you drink it like, boom, what you just did right then is you ensured that you have the amino acids that you need for protein synthesis for the next three hours. And you can wait to eat until, you know, until you woke up into that at six, you can wait to eat until nine. You could also do it again at that point in time. If you want to, you could take more. You could take up to three scoops. You could take 15 grams at a time. But if you're a 120-pound woman, taking, 40, taking the equivalent of 45 grams of protein, 15 grams of essential amino acids is basically like 45 grams of protein, that's a lot of your daily needs for protein all at once. Like I would say, it, but here's where it gets slightly different. If you are exercising you oxidize more amino acids and you have a greater need for amino acids and they really enhance the benefits of exercise. So you could take more or less around exercise in that case and you would get more benefits. Okay, that's so so helpful because I've been doing it either during my workout, like I'll shake it up or uh right right after. That's great too. That's great too. I mean, this is always tricky. People are like, oh, should I take it before or during or after? What I would say is- there is good science to support every single one of those cases. Okay. Before, during, and after all will support muscle protein synthesis. They will all support you um, synthesizing new proteins. If you take it before, it'll help prevent the muscle protein breakdown during exercise. And thus it will support you having reduced muscle fatigue. You'll feel, you'll have more endurance. You can go longer, you can run longer, you can lift more, et cetera. Mm. Um, it also supports your energy levels during the exercise. So you'll have more energy when you exercise, if you take it before or during. Um, if you take it after, it, is, it will help blunt the muscle protein breakdown that still actually continues for the next 24 hours, even after you've exercised. Um, and it will really support new muscle protein synthesis. So they're all good. It's like, what do you like, yeah. rather than again, trying to be perfect and do it just right. Like if you like drinking it before and, it, and you really like that, it, like, man, I feel like it's easier for me to exercise. Like I, I like my exercise more. Um, and it's easier to keep going and that's kind of your budget. Then do that. If you can take it before and during and after you will see the most benefit. Like when we went back to that question before, it's like, well, should I be trying to get as strong as possible? It's like, yeah. if you're really trying to optimize drinking it before, during, and after, you'll see the most benefit. So I just want to clarify one thing for our listeners. I believe yeah. you said five grams or one scoop mm-hmm. of amino acid gives you three equivalent to three times that amount of protein. Is that correct? For muscle so that protein would give you, synthesis. It, it equals about if you were to eat um, 15 grams of protein. Yes. For muscle protein synthesis muscle in protein. a young, healthy adult, it will actually okay. be even greater than that in an older adult. Okay. But I just wanted to yeah. make sure that people understood that. Yeah. Um, and so one way of thinking about it too, then is, as we talked earlier, let's say that we, um, you're 120 pounds. And you consume three meals of 30 grams of protein. So you have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Each one's got 30 grams of protein. You're at 90 grams. You still have 30 grams of protein you want to get left. If you added, if you had a scoop of Keon aminos in the morning or as either like first thing in the morning, just three hours apart from those other meals. It could be first thing in the morning, could be a mid-morning snack, could be an afternoon snack, could be before bed. You would be hitting the equivalent of the 120 grams of protein. Okay, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't recommend this to like hit the minimum RDA allowance. Right, right. Right. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, because you do have a need for non-essential amino acids. They're just... You don't have that level of need for them. They're, they're well, overabundant in our food sources for what our needs are for. And we end up peeing them out. It's right. interesting because for me, like I don't eat red meat. I don't eat pork. I eat some chicken, some fish, but I feel like I'm never getting enough protein in my life, even with the, you know, the beans and whatever. And so I've been taking these aminos for like a month now. I just ordered more. I mentioned 
And I'm also training for a race, which happens to be this weekend. And I've noticed that my muscles recover faster. Like I get sore, but then it goes away. And I'm kind of amazed by how fast I'm recovering and how quickly I've built up the miles. And I I have to think some of that is this product, but I don't know for sure. I mean, I don't know exactly how much you're taking it when you're taking it, but I would say it's very, very good, consistent, many, many studies and research that show that is exactly what happens. Mechanistically, the reason for it is that when you prevent the muscle breakdown, that's where some of the soreness comes from. And so if you're preventing that, preventing that and blunting that, you recover that much quicker. So that's, that's like where the main recovery piece comes from. But also when you take amino acids, and this is, there's so much to talk about in the subject, they stimulate mitochondrial biogenesis. So they actually create more mitochondria, particularly at the location of the muscle. And that is where your body, that's where the energy is created to actually like move the muscle. And they facilitate that process. So both kind of immediately, like if I take it, it'll help prevent the breakdown while I'm exercising, make me feel like I have more energy then. But in a more consistent basis, it improves the performance of the muscle itself and reduces the amount of recovery. Yeah, this is so cool, Angela. We could talk about this forever and I want to be respectful of your time, but can we, we want to talk about Kiana, but obviously we talked about the amino acids, but we want people to go out there and check out all your products. You know, you have capsules, you have powder, you have the whey protein, which I know is super clean. And you're very particular about the sourcing, which is really, really important. Um, You've got bars on there. You've got coffee, which I just bought. And I know you have a really rigorous process. So can you just give us the highlights of the products and your brand and, you know, all the diligence that you do that goes into these really high quality supplements? And we'd also love for you to mention lean in there somewhere too. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. So, I mean, Hopefully it's just come across in our conversation, but you know, I mean, the, the vision behind our company and what we're all about is making the highest quality products that really help people just like live a great life. And we define that as a fun, active, long life, like not a life where you're like working so hard to be healthy yeah. and like training all the time, but like we're smiling and laughing, yeah. but you, but you really are getting to be um, active and for as long as possible. And when we, you know, start with that kind of mission, we think about what are the products that are going to have the biggest impact on that. And as you can tell from this conversation, we believe amino acids are a really, 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 really big part of that. Um, you know, that, that falls into this whole whey protein conversation in terms of if you're going to take a whey protein powder or you're going to take a protein powder, I highly encourage you to take a whey protein isolate. It's It has the least amount of calories or grass-fed whey protein isolate. It has the least amount of calories for the most amount of protein. And most people, even people with with, uh, lactose intolerances, can can take it fine. Um, If you have like some kind of like really robust dairy allergy, it could create an issue. But you basically virtually remove all the lactose when you create a whey protein isolate. Um, So it's like protein powder. And then I advise people not to take plant protein powders because of the creates a whole other issue, but the amount of heavy metals that are typically in those. Instead, I would encourage you to take a plant-based thing like Keon Aminos, which does the same thing as a plant-based protein powder, but it's much cleaner. Um, and then from there, it's like, well, what are the other things people do? Like a lot of people drink coffee every day. I, I drink a lot of coffee. And actually, if I told you the full story, it'd be like, made my, if I made my mom really proud, it'd be an amino acid and co- organic coffee company, probably. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah. So with coffee, there are a lot of contaminants that can get into it. And, you know, people talk about, oh, what should be taken organically? What should be, you know, what can you eat conventional if it has a peel? Well, like coffee, you're grinding it up and soaking it in water and extracting everything in it. So I would say if there's one thing that you want really, really, really clean, it's not just like your strawberry, it's, it's coffee, it's tea, it's anything that's you're soaking in water and drinking it. And so, um, that was a really important product for us to make. Uh, and without going into every single product, you asked about lean. Uh, what lean does is lean supports with uh, stabilizing blood glucose levels. So if you choose to eat foods that spike your blood sugar, it is something that can help mitigate the impacts of that. So a, a, a typical way of using it is if you... Um, 
if you're going to go to a Mexican dinner with your family, it's exactly what I did last <laughs> night. And you're going to have tortillas and you're going to have tequila. It's great to take before, during, or right mm-hmm. after that. It will help you not having have as big of a blood sugar spike, which then will disrupt your sleep and create... I slept great last night. I also took our sleep... We have a sleep product that's an amino acid-based sleep product. Um, but it kept, keeps you from having a blood sugar spike. And if you eat sugar earlier in the day, I'll give another great example. I... I, you know, I typically actually do like to fast in the morning. I take key on aminos and fast, but on the weekends, like maybe my daughter wants to walk to the bakery and she wants to bake good. And I don't want to be that, like, I want to get to have like a muffin with her or something. And, um, one, one way of kind of mitigating that is take some key on aminos which gives me the protein and the amino, the ultimate, Uh the amino acids I really need, but also take lean with that. And then I don't start this blood sugar roller coaster all day long where I want like candy or ice cream or whatever later in the day. It, I don't, I don't get that spike that kind of puts me on that mood roller coaster for the day. Um, and so again, it's not like, it's not necessarily a, a daily supplement for everyone kind of depends on what your behavior is. But if you are someone that likes to indulge more regularly in, you know, refined carbs or in sugar or in alcohol, it's, it really helps, um, to kind of balance out the impacts of that. Oh, I can't wait to try it. Yeah. I ordered it. I'm, I'm going to test it out and see. Great. So oh, I'd love to hear how it goes for you. Yeah. And I yeah. also just ordered the whey powder as well. And I just quickly want your opinion for all of these parents out there are these products okay? Like the, the aminos, would you recommend them for teenagers, children, adults only? What are, what are your thoughts there quickly? Um, I, I give most of the products to my children who are nine and seven years old. And again, I think it all goes to like, who, who is your child? What does your child need? What does your child eat? Um, and not just assuming that like every single kid is the same. You have to give them all the same stuff. Um, you know, so the way that I think about it, and I'll just answer specifically for the, you know, the, the protein and the aminos is I am like Stephanie said, always asking my kids, like, did you have protein or like, what's for breakfast? Like, yeah. I don't want to just send them out the door without that because not only we didn't go too much in this direction, but not only does protein support all these and amino acids support all these other bodily functions, they're directly related to mood and focus. When your neurotransmitters literally come from amino acids, not having enough amino acids or having an imbalance of them creates mood dysregulation. So if you want your children to be able to be like focused, happy, pay attention at school, I, I like would just start with the idea of protein and amino acids as being one of the most, the most immediate things to check in on. If you're just giving your kids, you know, sugary cereal, um, if there's milk, that's good. Like the milk will have some protein in it, but like, or bread or a pastry, like get them to take protein. So that's how I use it. I use it to like, they can have a protein shake in the morning. If that morning is, there's one morning they get to have bagels. Like I, I have them take amino acids that morning. Um, and then also both of my children are very interested in sports and they're one's very committed to basketball. The other one's very committed to gymnastics, which is very taxing on their little bodies. And so I utilize protein and amino acids to support them before and after that to ensure that they're recovering appropriately and they're getting enough amino acids to support their, you know, their body's natural development with this increased demand. You know, if you go to a two-hour basketball practice, like that's your mu- your, all your, your, your organs have increased need for amino acids from that. Yeah, that was so helpful. Um, so Angelo, where can people find you, um, you know, social media, go out to your website. And I know you have a special offer for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I really just recommend if people want to learn more to go to our website, getkion.com. That's G E T K I O N.com. We also have an awesome live customer service team. So you can call our team and talk to people on the phone and, ask any questions you have. You can send in messages. We have tons of articles on our blog. Um, that's really, you know, that's where I would encourage people to go. I think it's, um, we've poured everything into that. So it's a, it's a great resource. Yeah. And then the offer art of living is the code and that will give you a 20% off the price, the retail price, if you subscribe and 10% off, if you buy something just one time and it's across the whole store. 
Thank you so much. That's amazing. And Angelo, one question we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? I think it means my own like unique. I think when I think of art, I think of unique, like my unique combination of elements in my life to just live like a beautiful life. Love that. Beautiful. And so it just sort of encapsulates everything that you shared and just talked about you and your, you know, your vision for um, a fun, active life and what the mission for, um, for Keon, which I think is great. Um, So thank you so much. I feel like we could have just gone on and on on so many other questions um, that we wanted to ask. We may have to have you come back on for a part two someday. That sounds Um, great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Angela. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Ernie. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at theartofliving underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.